now's the time for me to teach Isla about money, right? You know, we, we talk about money and she knows a $1 bill and a $5 bill, $10 bill, $20 bill, you know, and this, this little girl has a, has a piggy bank, man. Like she legit has a stash and I dip into it from time to time and I pay her back, you know, but I'm being more intentional about what I do with the money. So now when she's with me, I make, I try to make sure that most of my transactions are cash based transactions so that mentally, mentally she can see the connection between the money that she has in her piggy bank and the, the transaction of exchanging goods and services. Um, so she knows that money costs things. Welcome to the Fatherhood Podcast. I'm your host, Jamar Hudson, and you're in the fatherhood. As a new member of the hood, my goal is to use this podcast as a platform to talk about my journey as a new father. Part therapeutic, part informative, part educational. My goal is to talk about everything, from adjusting to getting no sleep, to changing diapers, to just hoping I get everything right. This podcast will be a space to share with you the joys, challenges, and fears of being a first-time father. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Fatherhood Podcast. I'm your host, Jamar Hudson, and as always, welcome. I hope everyone is doing well and working to finish this crazy year out on a high note. So today, I'm happy to be joined by, by a great friend of mine. You know, we travel together, tailgate together, and just have experienced life together over the past several years. He's an outstanding husband and father and someone who I, I look up to in a lot of ways. I'm happy to have him join me on the show today. So my man, Chris Chavius, welcome to the Fatherhood Podcast. Hey, man, what's going on? Nothing much, man. The usual, just like I said, just trying to finish this crazy 2020 on a positive note. So many ups and downs this year, as you know, but we want to we want to do our best to finish this year strong. Yeah, man, for sure. For sure. So, Chris, let, let's just jump right into the conversation, man. Let's tell us a little about, about yourself. Uh, yeah, Chris Chavius, um, born and raised in Durham, North Carolina, um, affectionately known as the Bull City, you know. Um, went to Hampton University, got my degree in computer science, uh, got my master's degree in system engineering at Johns Hopkins University. So I'm a, I'm an engineer by trade, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, I'm beginning to transition my career into the financial services industry as a financial coach. And, you know, and I'm also, I'm into real estate. So I'm a real estate investor as well. Absolutely, man. We'll, we'll touch on those points a little later, but for the purposes of this podcast, man, tell us a little bit about your family. Oh man, um, but, you know we just celebrated seven years of marriage. Um, seven years. Time is flying, man. Yeah, time is. It does not feel like seven years. Um, yeah, you know. But I'm, I'm blessed and I'm and I'm thankful for the marriage. And you know, we have a beautiful daughter, Isla, who's now four. Um, mm-hmm. She's hilarious. You know, you see, I post. I, I'm I'm real intentional about posting her on social media so people can see how hilarious this little child is. Um, so yeah, and we have a dog, man. We have a dog. I can't leave him out. He was the first child in, in the in the family, um, Big Ramsey. So I got a six year old Doberman Pinscher, and he's soft, but people think he's hard. 
<laughs> yeah, man. I was Sharisha and I were just talking the other day, uh, not too long ago, how we remember when I was born because you all did that food scheduling thing. And, you know, we brought some lunch over there, lunch or dinner over there to you guys' house right after Isla was born. And of course, I remember when Ramsey's first came home. man. so these years are, are going by um, so fast, man. But but it's good to see the progression in all of our, our lives. So, Chris, let me ask you a question, man. What does being a father mean to you? Oh, man, I, I'm, you know, I, it's like you're the template, right? You're the you're the first male influence um, in your child's life. And for me, you know, my daughter's life. So it's make it's large shoes to fill, man, being a dad of a girl, you know, because you're the first. You're the first mm -hmm. man that she'll ever love. And, you know, and she's going to be taking in so many lessons from how you do things um, around the house, how you treat your wife, like, you know, how I treat Anya, you know, and some of those things will translate to how she takes, you know, takes on her relationships with men in the future, you know. So it's important, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. So, so once you you know found out you're going to be a dad, um, Chris, and you know you're prepping for 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 Isla to come into the world, and, and even in her first couple years of life, who did you pattern your approach to fatherhood after? Like, who were some examples, uh, maybe growing up and in your young adult life that you looked at and said, you know, this is who I want to be like as a dad? Uh, first and foremost, I would say my father, man. You know, I was blessed to have. You know, you know, two family household, and my my father is very involved, and you know, just seeing him um, raise my my brother and I, and you know, taking that example in. But you know, I was also fortunate to have a lot of friends in my lives who had fathers that were in the house as well. You know, so taking a little bit of here and there, and then like some of my best friends, they started fatherhood at an early age. You mm -hmm. know, and just looking at how they did things and having conversations with them. You know, just and just taking like little bits and pieces, you know, to kind of mold my own style. That's great, man. And looking looking back, uh, I was four now, I believe. And, you know, prior to you becoming a dad, Chris, and looking at yourself then and and comparing it to to present day, Chris, you know, how has fatherhood changed you and your approach to life? Oh, I'm soft. Like, like, <laughs> hey, I'm not going to lie, man. Like, you know. I'm far more in tune with my emotions than I've ever have been before. You know, like we'll be sitting on the couch watching like a show. Like we we'll watch This Is Up, right. you know, and I'm sitting on the couch, like tears coming down. Like, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Same you know, and the other thing, you know, I, you know, I, I think more before I act now. Right. And, you know, I think about how how my decisions may impact my family. Right. Um, being a father has brought um, me more in line with what my purpose is. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of fueled my fire for financial independence, man. You know, like, you know, Anne and, and I, we have these massive goals. And yeah. one of the goals is with Isla is to take her when she's a little older, like for a summer breaks is to live in a different country uh, for a month in her summer break, you know, so, so, yeah. so where does that where does that motivation come from to to do that? Uh, I just really want to give her the world, you mm -hmm. know. I, I I just want to give her everything and expose her to everything, you know. And just you know, my father did a great. My, my parents did a great job of exposing us to things, and I just want to ex, you know expand on that. You know, like we're fortunate enough to to have the things that we have and. 
I just want to pass it on to her. And, you know, hopefully she does the same thing for her future children. That's great. So, so what would you say, man, has, you know, you talked about how you changed and some of the things that you, you do now that maybe five, six years ago, you couldn't have imagined yourself doing, but it, when it comes to just fatherhood specifically in the day to day, what has surprised you about the role? Um, you know, I, you just learn things. And I, I often say to Anne, Anya, that, you know, that I, you know, I don't give Isla enough credit. Like this, mm-hmm. this kid is, is, you know, one of my friends saw, mentioned, saw her recently and like, your child is a genius. And I'm like, yo, she really is very bright. Yeah. And, and that's like, just to watch her and watch how she processes, you know, it's like, wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we're definitely experiencing that with Emery as, as he gets he turned two um, last month, and his vocabulary is expanding, and he's starting to figure out things, and he'll he'll say new things and repeat things we hear. So just just watching that natural development, man, is amazing to watch, and I know you definitely can relate to that. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. So so you know we we've talked. I I don't think I've actually seen you physically in twenty twenty. Um, which which has been a crazy year and every everyone has experienced you know the highs and lows uh, of this year um everything from the pandemic to social justice issues everything that has been at the forefront of this year so how have you handled the ups and downs of 2020 you know honestly like i really had to unplug bro like i really had to unplug from media outlets um just to protect my peace because I found myself probably like back in May, I really found myself in a different space mentally. Like right. I was like mentally exhausted because I felt like there was something I needed to do, mm-hmm. but I didn't really know how to do it or go about doing it. You know, and that was just exhausting because I was just tired of seeing just what we've been seeing for years, man. You know, yeah. the beautiful thing and the sad thing at the same time is that, you know, we have all this camera footage now. And, you know, our peace was protected by the things we didn't know or the things that we haven't seen, um, but we just heard about. But now it's like in our face, like every week is another black person getting killed. And it's like this is this is just exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. So so balance is definitely an important thing, man. And, you know, I try to not be so glued to the TV and the news and my phone all the time. But, you know, there is a, a part of me that wants to be aware and wants to know what's going on. So how do you how do you do that? How do you balance being aware of what's going on with, you know, being able to check out and, you know, maintaining your responsibilities uh, as a father? You know, I, I I talk with my friends a lot. You know, I, you know, you, you've been on the, some of the, the, the Zooms. Mm-hmm. Right. And we discuss these issues. You know, we, we discuss and we come together and. Man, we'll sit up on the on the on the Zoom and we'll talk until four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, you know, and and we talk about these issues, you know. And then the other thing is, you know, with with Isla, I'm I'm fortunate that she's young and I don't really have to have that talk with her just yet, mm-hmm. you know. But I've taken the action to talk more about things with people um, of other races, you know. Where mm-hmm. I've been quiet in the past, now more prone to speak up like that whole different yeah. Columbus thing, the coloring sheet at the daycare. Right. Right. You know, 1492, you know, Columbus discovered America. Usually I would probably ignore that, but I'm like, you know what? Nah, yeah. <laughs> he did. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely feel you. But, you know, talking about, you know, Isla and some of the things that, you know, you, we're experiencing in present day that she's going to have to face. And even with Emery, um, you know, they're, they're going to have different different challenges growing up um, once they get to be our age and, and before they get to our age. So how have you have you thought you and Anne thought about how you want to present some of the challenges that, you know, she'll face one being a, a, a black person and being a woman? Have you thought about how you're going to approach that when she gets older? Um, we, we've talked about it. You know, we've talked about it. You know, the main thing is like, you know, the, you know, when you have a daughter, they're like, you know, I feel sorry for you. You know, we have close friends of ours that have like three daughters, like two of our friends have three daughters. And it's like, you know, oh, you know, when they get older, what are you going to do? You know, so I always joke around with Ann about, you know, well, I got, you know, I got bourbon, I got guns and I ha I'll have an attorney on retainer. You know what I'm saying? You know, to handle those type of things. But I'm just, in all seriously, man, you know, the big thing with Isla is that she's a very strong light. And I, I believe it's important for her to know never to dim it for anyone. Um, you know, and, and letting her know that everyone's not going to like you. And that's okay. But you should never compromise um, who you are for someone else's comfort. And, and to always be respectful and be kind. You know, Chris, you've committed a large portion of your life and career of late to financial literacy and ensuring that people have, you know, what they need to not only put themselves in good positions financially, but but for their future generations. Where did the inspiration come from, man? You know, I've, I've, I've always been fascinated with personal finance. Um, and, you know, it's one of those things when people ask you, like, if money wasn't a, it wasn't a like, an issue, what would you do for, your, you know, for a living? And I always said, you know, I would teach children. I'd be an educator. And I teach them about financial literacy. But, you know, but then I realized the immediate need is is with the parents, man. You know, there's people out here that need that, that truly need help. And oftentimes they're overlooked by certain financial advisors because they don't have enough assets, you know, to help them make a lot of money. So they, so people are overlooked, you know, and, you know, it's also, you know, moving to Southeast D.C., you know, played a part of it. And living in a neighborhood that's going through gentrification, it opened my eyes to a lot. And it was like, we need help. You know, our people need help. And, you know, we have the spending power, you know, but oftentimes we neglect to build generational wealth within our households. For the fathers listening, you know, to this podcast and just for people in general, and there may be some who just don't know where to start uh, when it comes to dealing with their finances. finances. Where, where would you recommend them getting a start? Uh, I think uh, first and foremost, I think education is the key. You know, there's just plenty of books out there that will help set you up for a successful financial future. I mean, if you were to apply the, that knowledge. Um, and the other thing is we just have to be more transparent about our finances. You know, um, there are many households where money comes in and, and, and it goes out and there's no clue exactly, you know, where it goes. So it's important to do a private, proper you know, inventory of how you're spending your money and making sure your spending kind of aligns with what your goals are. Um, you know, you'll see me, I post a lot about budgeting. I'm passionate about budgeting and, you know, building a, fi a family budget and, and having, sitting down and having a financial meeting to discuss, you know, you know, how the budget's going, how do we need to tweak things. I think, you know, having that type of meeting will help cushion, you know, some of those generational curses 
And if you have children that are of older age, invite them for that meeting as well. Like, you know, bring them in so they can see their parents talking about finances so that later on in life it's not so taboo for them. You know, you're also a big proponent of, of making sure that, you know, families are prepared uh, in the event uh, that there's an untimely death or just for, you know, death in, in general. Why is it important, Chris, for, for fathers to have life insurance? Um, you know what life insurance is all about? It's about peace of mind. You know, it's plain and simple, peace of mind. And knowing that if something were to happen, that their families wouldn't have to struggle um, to make ends meet financially. You know, um, I mean, no amount of money could ever replace a person. But more than anything, life insurance can help pro- provide protection for the for those uncertain times, like you mentioned. You know, I mean, case in point, like, you know, you know, with us being with me being in real estate, um, if something were to happen and, and I ride motorcycles. Right. Yeah. So if something were to happen to me and needs enough money to pay off those houses that we own. Right. And to continue with my income and be able to edu- like pay for Isla's college. There's so many things that, that, w- that will be on her back. And I'm not trying to burden her with that if something were to happen to me. So it's pop- so life insurance for me is peace of mind. Yeah, yeah. And speaking to, you know, those those topics, whether it's, you know, finances and life insurance, what are, you know, when it comes to preparing for the future, I'm sure you've, you've come across a lot of guys, you know, in the course of your life, especially in your professional life. What are some mistakes that you often see fathers make when it comes to those two topics specifically? Uh, you know, honestly, thinking they have more time. You know, putting things off for the future and missing out on whether it's investing, you know, missing out on the effects of compound interest or just, you know, not properly protecting their families with life insurance. Um, one of the other things is, you know, thinking they can do it on their own. And and there's some folks that definitely can, but not many people can because life is just busy, you know, and it's like, it's, it's kind of like skipping, skipping the doctor. Right. And right. I'm just going to web MD everything for the rest of my life. <laughs> Like truly, how, how yeah. good would, would your health be without a, without the health checkup? So your finances are the same way. That, that's great, man. You know, one one of the things that you know I admire about you and Ann and both, you know, Sharice and I will talk about it. Is that you two seem to you know still have fun and do a lot of things. So with with everything that's going on in life and with your career, and you know, I know Ann works nights a lot of times. How do you? make sure that you are keeping the marriage a priority in addition to your responsibilities as a father? You know, Ann and I were friends for a very long time before we even started dating. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have the foundation of friendship first. And and we started out dating, like, and we, you know, started out long distance. So we, you know, went on dates all the time. We spent time together. So when we finally got married and moved to the same city, we just kept dating. And we said, yeah. you know, and they, we said, well, you know, this is something that we will continue to do. And my parents, every Friday night growing up, well, most Friday nights was date night for my family, mm-hmm. for my parents. So I just knew growing up that this was something that, that I needed to do was to continue that legacy of date nights. Yeah. So we go on date nights, try to do it multiple times, you know, in a month. And if not during the night, during the night, we can, you know, when Ann's off work and I'm, I'll take a day off and we'll have a day date. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess it's sort of like, you know, a trickle down effect, you know, 
doing that and maintaining that part of your life helps you as a dad, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Because it's also, you know, spending time with us, it, it breaks up the monotony of, you know, the work life. You know, we get to get out and unwind and have a good time and, and just be us and not be parents, so right. to speak. Right, right, right. So what would you say, Chris, you know, in, in, in these four years, that, like we keep saying, I'm going by so fast, but it's still a, a small sample uh, of time. What has been some of the biggest challenges you, you face as a father? Um, you know, the biggest thing is for me, and this is something I, I want to improve on, is just patience, man. You know, mm-hmm. I, you know, I thought I had patience, but then I had a toddler. A yeah. toddler, you know, and it's like, they will, toddlers will try all your nerves. We're at that stage now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I need to do a better job of, of, of not getting upset and finding ways to connect with Isla without showing frustration. Yeah. Um, and, that, and that's the main challenge for me is because my daughter is, I always, you know, people laugh because I call her young savage on social media, but she will sit here and tell you and look you in your face and say, I don't need to. You'll say, Isla, come here for a second. And she'll look at you in the face and say, I don't need to. Mm. And you're like, what? <laughs> yep, we're starting to see those signs over here. Yeah, man. It's like, but you're not trying to take on, you know, the the, the discipline that, you know, you and I may have grown up with and just really just trying to connect with her. Like, I need you to come here so I can show you this. Or yeah. Just explaining and taking the time to explain things Versus getting upset, but I'm 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 not I'm a work in progress. Man. Yeah, yeah, I think we all are, man. And that you know, to that to that point, obviously, mental health is is something that um, is very important in, in all of our lives. So you know, how are you making sure that you are taking care of Chris with all your other responsibilities, work and husband and father and provider? How are you making sure? How are you taking time to to take care of yourself mentally? I take walks. Um, like I'll, I'll take multiple walks in a day sometimes, you know, I, I have to, you know, I'm very in, intentional about my daily schedule. Like mm-hmm. I plan the night before, but I'll plan in time where I can just be me and be quiet. And I'll just go for a walk. You know, my, I, 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 sometimes I'll post quotes in the morning. Like I do an affirmation walk, uh, when Ann's not working, I'll do an affirmation walk and I'll just listen to podcasts with af- affirmations. You know, the kind of like a walking meditation. Yeah, yeah. It kind of impress. That, that's that, that's great, man. I think we all should have something that you know keeps us sane outside of the the monotony monotony that sometimes can come with, you know, especially this year. This a day to day, you know, routine. You know, one thing that I've appreciated as a dad, man, is having a circle of friends and associates in our close age range who have kids. Um, in in the same general age range, um, how important has that been for you to have? Um, you kind of touched on it earlier, but as your kids grow up, to have that network of guys, we all know, you know, you know who I'm referring to, but th- that network of guys who all have kids, and we're all kind of growing as fathers, and our kids are growing up together. You know, I think it's very important. You know, just we learn a lot from each other. Um, we all go through things and sometimes we'll bring it to the table and we'll discuss it. You know, we'll, yeah. we'll talk through some of the challenges that we have, you know, and the, and the beautiful thing about it is with Isla, you know, she's an only child. Mm-hmm. So 
you know, it's a blessing that we have friends that have children so close in, in her age so that, you know, that she has a strong network of, of friends that are like family. Right. Right, right. See, I can't stay up to four o'clock in the morning. I don't see how y'all do it. <laughs> oh, some folks fall asleep. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. You know, you, some 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 folks, and myself included, I'm not going to throw anybody out there. I I will fall asleep on a Zoom. Yeah, like anyone else. <laughs> yeah, I I'll be I'm lucky if I can stay up to midnight these days. But yeah, four o'clock. No, I I did it. I think once early this summer. I was like, nope, never again. <laughs> <laughs> Every Friday, it all goes down. There you go, man. So, la- last question for you, Chris. Um, again, I appreciate it. So, you know, you 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 have four years in the bag, which is sort of like a term, so to speak. You know, in, in your second term as as a dad, where do you want to see the improvement from you as a father? Um, I'm still on the on the patience thing, man. The patience thing, and really, just you know, now is the time. You know, to really, you know, being a financial guy, now's the time for me to teach Isla about money, mm-hmm. right? You know, we we talk about money, and she knows a one dollar bill and a five dollar bill, ten dollar bill, twenty dollar bill. You know, and this, this little girl has a has a piggy bank, man. Right, like she legit has a stash, and I dip into it from time to time, and I pay her back. You know. But I'm being more intentional about what I do with the money. So now, when she's with me. I make I try to make sure that most of my transactions are cash based transactions, so that mentally mentally she can see the connection between the money that she has in her piggy bank mm. and the the transaction of exchanging goods and services. Um, so she knows that money costs things. Hmm. You Never know? really thought they're about watching. that. Yeah, they're they're watching. I mean, and but think, and the 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 reverse aspect is if you, she sees you you know using a debit card, using plastic all of the time. They know us that as well, right? So it's, 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 it's good to, you know, for her to see the correlation between check, between cash. And, you know, the big thing is, you know, I, I thought about this the other day is I have her piggy bank and I want to transition that into like a, a clear container. Right. Um, so you can see the money grow. And I think I've heard on one of your other episodes, you know, just the the power of celebrating all the wins in Emery's life. Yeah. You know, and so as money grows, we have to celebrate the fact that she's saving money, you mm. know, and, you know, and we have a song. I'm not going to sing it, but we have a celebration <laughs> song where Isla does anything well. We sing a song and old girl got a dance and a shit right. too, you know, but we have to celebrate those things. So you realize that putting money away um, is something to be celebrated and it's, and it's the right thing to do. Yeah. We'll, we'll have you sing the song another time. Next time I see you, man, we'll, we'll have, yeah. I'll have you do it. <laughs> you brought up something. I know we're going to wrap it up, but I want to, you know, touch on this because I think it may be important uh, for those people who are listening, especially the fathers. Talk to me a little bit about, you know, the type of uh, accounts or financial setups that a father should establish for, for their, for their kids. What would you recommend? So there's several things that you can do. Um, you can have a custodial account, you know, a brokerage account where you, you know, you invest in stocks um, and mutual funds. I'm a big proponent of mutual funds and um, index funds just because it's a safer play. You know, it's not as aggressive as stocks. And this is something that you're putting away for your children's future. So you want to have some big, some gains, but you want to have safe gains 
as well, you know. So that, that that's an aspect of that. Definitely a savings account, you know, in their name. You know, one thing that people don't really talk about too is, you know, you can have you can put you can have life insurance in your children in your child's name. Yeah. All right. We were just talking about that. You know, you can have a Isla has a policy, and if we pay, I'll be transparent. We'll pay, we pay one twenty a month, and it's two hundred thousand dollar face value, mm-hmm. but you know it's tied to the index um, index market. It's the S and P five hundred, and by the time we use this as a way of transition, like transferring generational wealth to her, by the time she's, you know, our age, you know, she'll have close to half a million dollars in an account. Yeah. You know, and it's life insurance. So but we, we, we don't talk about that. You know, so there's several different things that you can do for your children to, to build a legacy for them. But that's great, man. I really appreciate you, Chris. And we, we, we love you and your family. Um, before I let you go, man, tell, tell people how they can get in touch with you, where your financial. Um, I know you have a, a coaching site on Instagram. Just let people know how they can get in touch with you. Yeah. So on Instagram, I'm the intention driven coach on Instagram. It's my business profile. Um, it's, the website's kind of long, but it's www.ramseyscoach.com backslash before slash intention driven coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also a Dave Ramsey's preferred coach, so you can reach me on the Dave Ramsey site as well. All right, yeah. man. Thank you so much for joining me on the Fatherhood Podcast. Hey, man, thank you so much for having me. Um, Since Cherise and Emery, our love. I want to thank my man Chris for joining me on the Fatherhood Podcast today. And as always, thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, be sure to leave a rating and review on iTunes. The Fatherhood Podcast is available on all major streaming platforms, including iTunes and Spotify. On social media, you can follow the Fatherhood Podcast on Instagram. And be sure to like the Fatherhood Podcast page on Facebook. Until next time, I'm Jamara Hudson, and this is a Fatherhood Podcast.